say this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God that is able to build me up and to give me an inheritance. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful morning. What a beautiful day. So we continue with our series, the Esther series. I'm sure you guys are being blessed. And to those watching us from home and everywhere else, you are welcome. We are blessed to have you join us uh, this beautiful morning. Esther chapter number two. So yes, last, last Sunday, we then spoke mainly about preparation, the need to prepare. And we say the fact that God has blessed you, it is not a call to laziness. When God calls you, he is releasing you to work because every time there is a blessing, there has to be work. Toil is the one that is connected to the curse, but the blessing of God is connected to work. So whenever God gives you a blessing, he is calling you to get into a place where you work. And we said that you are not paid at your workplace by God, you are paid by the company that has employed you. That is very important. Because they don't pay you based on the blessing you carry, they pay you based on the work that you do. And in order for you to produce better, it means that you need to prepare yourself well. If we are not careful as the children of God, we will die confessing scriptures about the blessing but never see them manifesting. Jesus says the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. Why? Because the children of darkness, they know that the system that is at work is the system of this world. So if we are not sharp enough to master how things are done here on earth, we will go, uh, it's like we'll be on a treadmill, ever running, sweating, but never get there. The problem with the treadmill is that you will never enjoy new views. You always be stuck where you were, no matter how much you sweat. It will tell you you have been on it for 30 minutes, but you're still where you were. So God has not called us to be like that. God has called us to a life of blessings. That's why he needed to prepare the Messiah for 30 years for a ministry that was going to last for three and a half years. Meaning that preparation is important. Preparation is vital especially for us as children of God. Never go to an interview prayed up. Go to an interview prepared. You can, your boss will not award you the job because you, are, you spend the last five weeks praying and, and, and meditating on scripture. He'll give you the job based on your performance in that interview. Praise God. God's desire is not only for you to get what you do not deserve. You get grace. That is what you do not get, deserve. But after that, God desires that you get what you deserve. In the world, you need to get what you deserve. 
it's not always good to be testifying that I got the job that I do not deserve. I got this that I did not deserve. I got this I did not deserve it. When are we also going to become deserving in order for us to meet the standard that is required by this world and, and just live a normal life? I'm not saying there is no place for grace. I'm firm, I am a firm believer of the grace of God. I preach the grace of God. But you also need to excel where God has planted you and not only depend on meditation, the confession of scriptures, and prayer and fasting. All you gain from that is the loss of weight if you are lucky, but otherwise there will not be any progress in your life. Have you ever seen prayer warriors in, in, in your church or other churches? Well, I don't subscribe to that term, but it's okay. All prayed up all the time. You can spend all the days of your life having demons cast out of you. But it only takes a pastor who loves you to tell you you do not have a demon. You just need to go and prepare yourself for what is to come. And that is what God requires from all of us, to be prepared where we are. Praise God. Don't be content. You need to be prepared. They will ask you for metric if you don't have it, you will not even have a chance to get into that interview room that you have, pre I mean, that you have prayed up in order for the favor of God to, be, you know, to abound over your life and win the favor of the boss. You will never have access. So the Bible says your gift will give you access. There, there has to be something. And uh, we, we read from the book of Ecclesiastes the need to sharpen your ex if the ex is bland then it requires a lot of work on the part of the one who is going to use that X. But wisdom, wisdom, that is preparation. Wisdom will give you an age. Wisdom will give you, um, yeah, a very good head start in your life to be everything that God wants you to be. Praise God. So Esther chapter number two, we are back again on verse number nine. That's where we were last week. And today... We have changed the title a little bit so that it sounds a bit different. So the title is going to be The Source. The Source. The Source. I love the Word of God because the more I keep looking, the more I keep seeing. The more I keep looking, the more I keep seeing. If you're not seeing much, probably you are in a hurry when you read. But if you keep looking, you keep seeing. Now the young woman pleased him and she obtained his favor... The young woman pleased him and she obtained, can I have that screen on please? Um, she obtained his favor so he readily gave beauty preparations to her. Besides her allowance, then seven choice maid servants were provided for her from the king's palace and he moved her and her maid servants to the best place in the house of the women. If it is not working, it's okay. Okay. So, did you get that? Now the young woman pleased him. So Esther pleased him because, not because she had done something. So we are pleasing to God, not after we have done something, but we are pleasing to God because it is God who just decides to be pleased. Okay? You know, when Jesus was baptized and he came out from the water... There was a voice that was heard coming from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It was before ministry. It was before work. 
if God had said those words after Jesus' ministry, would obviously connect what God said, all right, to the work that Jesus had done. So he made sure that the pleasing came before the work done. So that for us it can become a lesson that we are pleasing to God, not necessarily because of what we do, but because God just decides to be pleased with us because we are from him, we came from him, we are his offspring. Praise God. And because we are his offspring, he is pleased with us. Your child pleases you not because they are able to put food on the table. Your child is pleased with you because your child came from you. You are just pleased with your child. Praise God. They are not able to walk. You are pleased. They are not able to talk. Pleased. They can't help you pay rent. You are pleased. Alright? So that at any given time, if they then fail to pay rent again when they are grown up, your pleasing should not be dependent on that because you were already pleased before they knew how to pay anything. So you are God is just teaching you to be pleased when there is nothing that is of benefit to you. Because it is in a parent to just be pleased with their children. So God is pleased with us. Praise God. And the Bible says, and she obtained favor. My version says kindness. That word there, that's where we're going to be for the greater part of our teaching today, it is called kindness, favor. In Hebrew, it is hesed. Hesed. Right? She obtained hesed. She did not work for it, but she obtained it. This is the beauty of what we have in the Lord. We don't have to work for it, but we receive it anyway so number one we need to understand that it is the king because her guy here is representing the king and he is doing an assignment that is given to him by the king and her guy carries the heart of the king remember he was a eunuch and you could not just assume that throne or that post in the kingdom without having the heart of the the king so if you if Haggai is pleased with you it is automatic that the king will be pleased with you okay if Haggai is pleased then the king will be pleased no two ways about it okay so the source so the bible says and she obtained kindness. Kindness. Has said. Say kindness. Has said. Yeah, say has said. Right? She obtained kindness. What is kindness? Kindness is compassion. It is love. It is faithfulness. It is goodness. It is mercy. That's what she, it's faithfulness. That's what she obtained. So when the Bible is saying that she obtained kindness, it's simply saying she obtained, she obtained faithfulness and compassion, mercy, grace, love, and goodness from her guy. What a package. Before getting the makeup kit, number one, he was pleased. Okay? Number two, 
she had already obtained the favor and the kindness. This is important. You just need to get this. Kindness before work. And the kindness is coming from the character of the king. And everything that she is receiving, she is receiving these things from the palace. Esther did not bring her own makeup kit. Esther did not bring anything to the palace. She brought herself to the palace. She had a call, came to the palace. Everything that she is doing from this verse going forward, she is only receiving and receiving and receiving, which is the exact message that we preach, that God is calling us to a life where we receive everything that his son has given us through the work of the cross. We are called to receive. And number one, we receive the kindness of God. The faithfulness of God. Show me one person who has received the favor of God and later on failed to win the pageant. One person who receives the favor of the king and later on fails to finish the race. Who has ever received the blessing of the new covenant and later on fall short of the rest that we have in Christ Jesus. Once you are given the kindness of the king, you are rest assured that he has given you everything that you need in order for you to cross the line. You will finish well because you have the kindness of God. You will finish well because you already have the favor of the one. The match is already rigged and fixed for you to win it when the bible says he wrestled with god and he overcame it is because god rigs a match who has ever wrestled with god and overcome unless if it is god rigging the match in order for you to win so the problem comes when you think you had strength jacob and you fought so well in order for you to win the match it's not really your strength it's not your might it's not your wisdom it's not your ability you need to know number one you obtained favor and you were pleasing to him not because of what you did because you decided to have you win the game if you are fighting with your child and you decide to have your child win the match the child must not go away thinking that i am stronger than dead dead just decided to let the child win if you are racing with your boy your daughter and you allow them to win it is you who have allowed and you have favored them i don't know if you're hearing me today so when the bible says she first received the kindness it is simply telling you that the match is already won if you have joined the pageant with esther pack your bags because the 12 years that you're going to spend in the palace, it's a waste of time. The queen is determined not at the end, but the queen is determined at the beginning. Whoever obtains favor is the winner of the pageant. We don't make heaven at last. We make heaven at first. The moment you are favored by the Lord and he bestows on you his goodness, his faithfulness, he is simply saying that you are going to finish well. Say to somebody next to you, you will finish well. 
Because you have the kindness of God. So the source always has to be the king. The king gave. Readily gave beauty preparations to her. Where is it coming from? The king. Anything that you bring into the palace, it's not good enough for you to win the pageant. You need to let go of everything that you had and receive everything that is in the palace. Because what is given to you is what is approved. That is the standard that has been approved by the king. is acceptable. So if you receive it, administer it, then it will work for you. Because that is exactly what the king is looking for. So the source always has to be the king. So what is and who is your source? That's why righteousness is not given to you somewhere along the way. The moment you are stepping in, God says, I'm giving you, I'm going to be the source of your righteousness. So you are righteous. Then what do you do? I receive. Alright? This is the only thing that you have to raise your hand and receive when the prophet is declaring. When he says you are righteous, then you say, I receive. And when he says you have got the favor of God, you say, I receive. Because if you get into the pageant with your own righteousness, another guy tried it. The king came and he saw that there was one who was not putting on what was provided by the king. And they were taken out of the party. Because the king had made provision of the garments that were acceptable. Your polo will not work. Your Zara will not work. Whatever label your Adidas will not work. When you get to the door, you remove everything that is yours. Because your righteousness is like filthy rags before the Lord. So the moment that you're stepping in, you have to step in and put on. And you make God the source of your righteousness. You make God the source of your joy. The reason why a lot of us are frustrated in our marriages is because we are putting the burden on another person to give you what you failed to receive from God. If you failed to receive it from God, you will never receive it from anyone else. There is no woman or man who can satisfy you. If you cannot be intimate with God, forget intimacy with a spouse. Because the source always has to be God. If you cannot receive it from God, you cannot give it to another person. So God has to be the source. So when you step in and you want joy, joy is found in the palace. The king will provide. Because everything in the kingdom is provided for by the king. And what we do is only receive what grace has made available. So we receive. Joy from God. You say, ah, no, I don't want that person, that boyfriend of mine because he doesn't make me happy. 
I'm going to look for one who makes me happy. What do you mean, who makes... If God cannot make you happy and make you smile, if you cannot laugh when God cracks a joke with you, Okay. So God has to be the source. You need joy, God. You need peace, God. The reason why Paul was able to say, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice when he was bound. is because joy is never from our circumstances. The source of joy is God. It's not Constantia. It's God. It's not Camps Bay. Joy is from the Lord. If you need peace, if you can't get it and receive it from God, forget everything else. God has to be and he desires to be the source of everything that you need in your life. When she got there, everything was provided for by the king. So next time when you feel confident, ask yourself, where is my confidence coming from? Is my confidence coming from what I just did? Or my confidence is coming from the makeup kit that I received? And all the beauty preparations that I received from the king? If your joy is coming and your confidence is coming from what God has provided, you will never be disappointed. Don't trust yourself so much. I know you don't. It's only when we come to the Lord that we begin to trust ourselves so much that we feel like we can present before God what we have done, what we can do, what we just did, how we loved another brother, how we loved another sister. God says, you know what? All those things that you have brought, they are not good enough to qualify you for the throne. You only be qualified for the throne when I qualify you. God is the source. So if your righteousness doesn't, if, if your righteousness does not have God as the source, it will not stand the accusations of the devil. If it is from your works, whenever the devil comes, he will point at your works. But if your righteousness has got God as the source, you always say, you know what? Talk to God. Don't talk to me. Talk to my lawyer, right? You know the drill. Don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. Talk to my lawyer. If you, if you don't have time, I'll tell you what he says. Because I've got the book where he said everything that you need to know and that I need to know. Number one, I know who you are. You are the accuser of brethren. So number one, I am a brethren. Because you don't accuse those who are not brethren. So the fact that you came to me is because you know who I am and whose I am. Because you don't accuse those who are not brethren. So thank you very much. You have come to the right place. Because I am. At least you acknowledge who I am. I am a child of God. I am born of God. I am a brethren. You know what a brethren means? It means in Greek, Adelphos. Right? In Greek, it is Adelphos. It is from the same womb. So when they say that we are brethren and we are brothers, we are simply saying that we come from the same womb. So at least you are acknowledging that I come from the same womb with Jesus. If he is the firstborn, then I am somewhere there. 
in him and with him. So you, you have acknowledged that I am, are from the same womb because he accuses the brethren. Number two, you tell him, thank you for coming because you have acknowledged that I'm righteous. It's only the righteous will fall seven times. A sinner doesn't fall because he's always down. A man who is already fallen will never fall. It's only a man who is standing who will fall. So devil, if you come to me, in case you don't have time to go and talk to God and hear what he says, let me tell you, you have come to me because I'm righteous. And my righteousness is of the Lord. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that will rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the sons of God, the children of God, whose righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Their righteousness is not of themselves, whose righteousness is of me, says the Lord. And before that, he says, in righteousness, you shall be established. In whose righteousness? In God's righteousness. You will be established. Terror will not be near you. It is only when we become confident in what the king has provided that we are able to stand at the day of accusation and tell the devil, devil, I know who I am and I'm glad you know who I am. Oh, oh, you know who I am. You'll be telling that devil, you know who I am. You wouldn't be here if you didn't know who I am. Because the Bible says he went into the wilderness. When Jesus was in the wilderness, the devil came and says, If you are the son of God, you know who I am. Why is it you, don't, you didn't go to the other guys there and the other guys there? Why come here in the wilderness? You're following me. Because you know who I am. Don't try and offer me what I was already given by grace. You know who I am. I don't need to prove it to you. You know that's why you followed why didn't you ask the high priest that if you are the son of God, you know it's not applicable, it doesn't make sense. You came to me because it only makes sense to come to me and say, if you are. Don't prove the point. If Jesus was the proving point of the point kind of person, he was not going to die for, for us. He was going to get down from that cross. Because the Bible says, the other thief said, if you are the son of God, get down. Imagine Jesus says, I want to prove to you. You think I'm not? So I'm down. I'm getting down from this cross just to tell you that I... No, he didn't do that. He was not going to die. Save yourself by not proving anyone. And just continue in what God has given you. And everything that he says you are and you have. So God is the source. If your joy is not from the Father, it will vanish when problems abound. If your peace is not from God, your life will take the form of the storm you are going through. So if your peace is not from God, when the, the seas rage like this, your life will be raging like this. Your life will be just following the shape of every wave and every storm. But if your peace is from God, you are able to sleep on a pillow. No interruption. You sleep and you rest. Even in the midst of your enemies. Praise God.
And to Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient. Which means everything that is given by grace is sufficient. Paul, don't even try and go elsewhere. My grace is sufficient. You don't need to get your sufficiency from any other place. God is the only source. So anytime that you go for something that is not the grace of God, it means that you are doubting the sufficiency of the grace of God. The devil has managed to convince you that the grace of God is not sufficient. And you now need to add to the grace of God your works, your goodness. But you need to say the grace of God is sufficient. When religious men come and say you need to be circumcised in order for you to be saved, you say the grace is sufficient. Because in my weakness, strength is made manifest. Praise God. So what is our duty? Our duty is to receive from the source. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every what? Good and perfect gift comes from above. Where do you come from? You come from above. And where does every good and perfect gift come from? It comes from above. Number one, you are the first gift that comes from above. And number two, every other thing that you receive is coming from above. If you know the source where your life and everything that you have is coming from, you will stop doubting what you possess in your inside. If the source is above, every good and perfect gift comes from above. My righteousness from above. My joy from above. My peace from above. My health from above. My victories from above. My battles are not won here from above. This is how I fight my, my battles. It may look like I am surrounded, but I am surrounded by you. So Elijah, Elisha says to that servant, if only God can open the eyes of this young man so that he sees that what we do, we function from above, where we are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. That's where our life is ordered from. Our life is ordered from above. So God is the source. So to be given kindness, he said, is to be told, I will get you over the line. It's being told, I'll make it possible at all costs because I've counted the cost. You didn't get that. When, when you are said to have been given the kindness, this is what it means to be given the kindness. It means that you will make it or I will make it, I, the one who has given you kindness, I will make it possible at all costs because I've already counted the cost. So when I was meditating on this this morning, then the Lord took me to that verse, Luke chapter number 14, 28, 32. It's Jesus giving wisdom. Who among you, if you want to build a tower, would not sit down first and count the cost and see whether they have enough to finish? So that people, you know, when they see the project unfinished, they will not say, well, he started, but he was not well prepared to finish. So whenever 
you are given has said he is simply saying to you because he said is also faithfulness i will be faithful to finish what i have started so i'm the one starting and you are the one receiving so i am giving you has said i am giving you kindness i'm simply telling you that i've already counted the cost and i have seen how much it takes for you to win the pageant so i am giving you everything that is needed so when esther is coming and the bible says you please me and number two i am giving you kindness before i give you what you need to purify yourself and before i give you the maids that you need i am giving you my kindness i'm giving you what is not tangible before i give you what is tangible i'm giving you what is not visible before i give you the visible i am giving you what you cannot see because the life that you receive it's first of all eternal god always has the order right if you eat of this tree you surely die and he died what died the spirit died separated then the physical followed the spirit because that's the order the physical will always follow the spirit so when god came he came and he regenerated your spirit and gave life to your spirit and then he says i've already counted the cost when i make you new in your spirit i know that your body will not have any choice but your body is gonna follow the purification that has already taken place in your spirit i i want you to know that that weakness that you're battling with has no choice but to follow the perfection that is in your spirit that leg that you're going through in the physical it has no choice but it has to follow the blessing that is in your spirit whatever i give you i deposit in your spirit blessed be god the father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places so i give you everything that's why i'm able to say you passed the exam before you set for it because the order of god is always spirit so i got you covered boy i got you covered esther look i am giving you my kindness before you receive anything that you need the makeup and and whatever well i don't know a lot of things so i just only know makeup so i always repeat makeup makeup well yeah Woo! come on thank you jesus thank you jesus you get by the door and you are given kindness you need to say thank you i have everything because the one who is giving me kindness has already counted the cost now by counting the cost it means that he was saying walk the journey and get to the end of the journey first and after you arrive at the end of the journey and you provide everything that you need you have counted the cost on how much it is is needed then you go back to the starting line having already finished the project you can't compete with Esther. And Esther, not an Esther who is ignorant, but an Esther who knows that I have just received her said from a man who has counted the cost in order for you to win and be accepted by the king because I have been to the king. Look at this because Jesus has been to the Father and he knows everything that is required by the Father. He knows the righteousness that is accepted by the Father. He knows what he, he is the way, the truth, 
and the life no one goes to the father except through me so he has been to the father he knows what is acceptable and then he comes and says i'm giving you his said because i know what the father wants so he is the garment of righteousness all you do is i receive and you keep it on count the cost god will never start a journey with you as a child and leave you halfway he counted the cost before you came he sat down counted the cost the blood of his only son was shed counted the cost and he says with this blood that was shed i'll get them over the line so esther the, what the what what heck i simply doing is get the pressure off your yourself you already loved get the pressure off yourself child of god why are you so consumed about what you do get the pressure off yourself and rely on what he did and see if what he did will not change what you do but if you leave what he did and try and fix stuff i always say that if you've got a weakness ignore the weakness and focus on the solution if you say ah but i've got this pimple here don't worry about the pimple it is already catered for by the things that are provided because the king knows what is need before you say a word i know what you need before you say the, say a word why good good father it's who you are well god does not have does not make children by accident ah the pill ah not planned if you know that that there is no adoption by accident and god does not make mistakes you know that he counted the cost and he saw what is needed and says now we need another child because the blood is there and whatever the child is going to need remember what we said in the previous lessons patience is in the blood before we adopt we need to know whether we have got enough to take care of the new addition everything is in the blood now let them come not bring your own blankets no don't bring your own blankets everything is in the palace when you come to the palace you just say it's me lord it's me it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer it's me it's me oh lord i'm standing in the need of prayer it's not my brother not my pastor but it's me oh lord i'm standing in you just then like it's me lord where i come from they would say dinoya baba dinoya baba dinoya neupe nyuangu usnachino i i i have nothing but i'm just here lord and god says 
you are the kind that I want. Those who don't come with, with, with records like the Pharisees, I fast twice a week. I pay a tithe of all. I need those who just come and say, Lord, I am a sinner. I, I, I'm just here. I know I'm not good enough. I can't even look up and he says, I will give you what you need in order for you to approach the throne of grace with boldness. Because next time you come to my presence, I don't want you to come as undeserving. Next time you come, you only come once as undeserving. The next time that you come, you have to come as deserving. Because I, I, I loaded you with every good thing that pertains to life. So we approach the throne of grace with boldness. So that we may obtain favor in the time of need. Come on, do I have people in the house who came without anything? And the Lord loaded them with every good thing. I'm loaded. You look at me, I'm loaded. I'm carrying the very person of God. I am carrying the Godhead on my inside. Not only am I loaded, but I'm seated together with him in the heavenly places far above every principality. Who can compete against that person? I like it when I attract devils. Because Satan sometimes has got a better revelation of who we are than we have of ourselves. Yeah. Satan knows us better, way better. Sometimes more than we know ourselves. You still with me? So he counted the cost like the Samaritan. Luke 10, 33, 34, 35. The Samaritan... Good Samaritan did not just pick this guy who was wounded, all beaten up, robbed, and just says, okay, I'm just going to help you off the road. All right? All right? Um, uh, well, you're here. It's a bad place. Let me just get you off the road. No, no, no. He didn't do that. He applied oil, medication on him, took him to the inn. It's called compassion. That is the other word. He said, compassion. I am giving you myself. So I'm taking you from here, but I will not end here. I'll put you in the inn. And he says to the guy there, whatever is needed, work on him, whatever is needed, I'll pay. Whatever is needed, I've already counted. I did not pick him before counting the cost. I knew that I needed to, to start this and finish it. So I'm giving you everything that you need. And I will be the source of everything that you need until you are perfectly fine. God is not the kind that just looks at you, sees you, and leaves you. God picks you, and he says, whatever is needed. Imagine Jesus saying, whatever is needed, the price that is needed to pay, I'll pay everything and settle everything until he's good. So everything that needs, it, that needs to be done for their deliverance, for their freedom, uh, from whatever generational cases that you think of, he says, whatever is needed, I'll pay. And then he went to the cross and he says, my blood. Counted the cost. You win the pageant. Because God is the source. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Let's move fast now. Second Peter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us, how many things? All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue 
we're given all things so whatever we're given by god never pay for it somebody tried it Acts chapter 8 verse 20 that guy simon the sorcerer he tried to pay what god gave for free and peter says you die you and and your money because what god has given for free is for free remember what i said a couple of years ago if you are made to pay for it it is a sign that the one who is making you pay for it paid for it if you are made to pay for it it's an indication the person who is making you pay for it paid for it but what we receive the bible says freely we received freely we give pay in whatever form they will never tell you that you're actually paying for it they always have good words to sanitize the payment it's called administration fee so stuff to purify yourself where do they come from they come from the king okay and all that esther was supposed to do was to receive now what purifies us now psalms chapter 12 verse 6 i love this verse psalms chapter 12 verse 6 the words of the lord are pure words like silver tried in the furnace of the earth purified seven times the words of the lord are pure words so how are we purified when we get in there god gives us his word and says once now that you are in the kingdom this is what i'm going to give you i'm going to give you the word and my word will purify you from all unrighteousness it's like you are taking a shower while you are walking that's a, that, that's what it means there is never a moment where you are dirty you are taking a shower imagine you are you are just taking a shower as you are going you are being cleansed by the word from all unrighteousness there is not a time where you point at me and says there he is not unrighteous he's he's unrighteous no 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 he's filthy no because i am being purified by the word of god next time when the devil condemns you guess where you need to go to the word and say the word of the lord the words of the lord are pure words as silver is tried in the furnace of the earth purified seven times lord i thank you because the word of god purifies me ephesians chapter 5 says and cleanse them by the washing of water by the word how are we cleansed by the word of god all right now where does this word come from because you don't only get there and you're given stuff and says go 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 administer no the bible says she was given esther seven maids if i was a number person i'll say the number of perfection seven maids okay seven maids which means giving you the kit is, is is not enough we're bringing the makeup artists to come with you people will teach you how to bath people will teach you how to do stuff so i'm giving you seven maids now why seven maids you know just give me the stuff and i'll go and administer look 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 you have limited knowledge so i'm gonna help you and give you seven maids from not the maids that you come with from your house no because they don't know what is needed i'm gonna give you because everything has to come from the king so so god says i'm giving you uh, uh you know the bible says i'm giving you the seven maids and i'm putting you at a choicest place in the palace you see how everything is rigged choice place seven maids 
good place for you to sit, for you to enjoy. And then we'll see you later. So seven maids given. Now when I was reading this, that's when I saw that he gave some. It's God who gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. You need to sit under the leadership of a person that you were given by God. Because they know how to administer. In this case, the new covenant realities. If you get the right purification stuff, they are provided and you, you get your own people. They may fail to administer properly. This, it needs people. Trained men and trained women. Trained by God himself to administer these things to you. This is very important. Not every maid is qualified to make you up. Jeremiah chapter 3, 15. And I will give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. They will not feed from you. They will feed you. How do you know that the pastor is coming from God? They will feed you. They are not feeding on you. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And when Paul comes and says, how? Well, if we have given you spiritual things, why is it difficult for you to then give us physical things? What starts? The feeding from the pastor. The feeding with the spiritual things. That's why we've got power to rebuke you. If you then don't give us the physical, after we have given you the spiritual, we have every right according to the word of God to rebuke you and correct you. Because our duty is not to demand first the physical before we equip you with the knowledge of God. So we give you the spiritual because it is from the spiritual that you are going to produce the physical. After you have produced the physical, now we are entitled. Can I say that again? We are entitled to get the physical from you. Actually, we are entitled to make a demand according to the book. Paul says, it's just that I don't want to use that. But otherwise, I'm supposed to get it. But so that we don't, we don't hinder the word of God. We have chosen not to make it as a demand. And he says, I have chosen to work with my own hands. So that I may not become a blessing. But otherwise, according to this book. So don't go around and say, hey, Paul was a tent maker. He was a tent maker because, because he knew that the people that he was dealing with, they were not smart enough. That's why he was a tent maker. It was not... Uh -huh. The reason... Look, look at the Bibles. The reason why he became a tent maker is because he didn't want to be a burden. But he says, but it was my right. So don't go around with the poor example. Because the seven maids, they are given full time to attend to you. The problem comes when you become queen and you, you chase away the seven maids because you made it to the 
I don't preach like a guest speaker. I preach like a local pastor because I stay with you. I don't preach for TV. I preach to build you up. That's why I don't have a burden to sound nice. I don't. I don't even have a burden to sound nice, to sound TV-like, to sound, no. Or like I'm being watched on camera. I don't, I don't, I don't have any burden. I speak like me and tell you what you need to hear and build you up. Because Paul says, I, I taught you the whole counsel of God. Not half of it. The whole counsel of God. The fact that believers have been abused by pastors does not mean that believers should not do what believers should do. No. You, if you were abused in your past relationship, please, don't, don't transfer your bitterness from your past relationship to, to here. I, I'm not the one. I didn't abuse you. So the fact that you were abused somewhere else is just like loving another guy who was frustrated and betrayed by another person. Please, I'm not that person. That's why you came to me. So if you treat me like that person, it simply means you are still married to them. You never moved on. Don't sound like you moved on. Because the sign that you moved on is when you treat my relationship with you as a new relationship. That's why, that's why the Bible is very clear. Don't try and go back to the law when you are under grace. Because the law is now, you were dead to the law. Now you have risen up to newness of life to be married to another. Now if you are married to another, don't approach the new relationship the way you used to approach the other relationship. So your servant maids, they are there to equip you and to empower you. But don't forget them. Oh yeah. Seven maids are usually the most forgotten. As if you knew how to administer the makeup on your own. God is not stupid. He cannot give you what is not necessary. You may know scripture. You may know the word. But remember, God is not foolish to say he gave some to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. He knows we are necessary. Don't say, ah, no, this is Avon. This is Avon. I know, I have Avon. I know how to use it. Have you ever been, the very thing that you have, when someone administers it, it becomes different. Like, but I had it. I didn't know how to use it. Right? Talta there makes cakes. She can come and give you flour and give you egg and give you everything and says there is everything. And see, we see what you produce. Because there is a way of mixing. You may have the oven. You may have everything. But if you don't know how to go about it, my wife will tell you. Alright? The, the food will be there in the fridge. I don't even go close to the fridge. Everything that needs to be cooked may be there. I don't even go near that. Until someone comes in with the knowledge and says, this is how you mix. You know what I'm talking about, right? Try cook at your house. I was talking to my father yesterday. He's like, ah, no, I sometimes cook. He says, yeah, when you cook in every house, when a man cooks, the wife will compliment a lot. You know why? Because if they don't, 
They know that you never, they will never see you in the kitchen. So, oh. <laughs> Honey, this was amazing. This was a very good meal. Now, you as the men, don't go around thinking you're a good cook. Humble yourself. Receive the compliment with a pinch of... Just know that it's a compliment that is coming from love. Not, not really that I'm good. Just know, don't, don't, don't take yourself above where you really are. The book says that. It says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Remain humble and know that you are not that good. Seven maids. I want to be there today. I'm, I'm, yeah, they're telling me my time is up. It's not up. It's Big Sunday now. <laughs> We're in the Big Sunday time. You heard next week is going to be my last service here. So I have to finish. They were given. You still with me? Are you still with me? Oh yeah. You better be because I'm still here. The sooner you receive what I'm saying, the faster we'll go home. The quicker we're going to leave this place. When you go with the seven maids, please let them administer because these things, remember the maids were here in the palace before you came to the palace. Number one. Number two, remember that they know these purification stuff. Alright? Again, the makeup kit. What else, what else did they say? A beauty what what? Yeah. Yeah, manicure, pedicure, you know, others massage and all that. If you think massage is just pressing if you just fully say, ah, what's difficult about massaging? I'm just pressing like this. Wait until they massage you. They know where to put pressure, pressure points. They know where to, where there are knots. They, they know all those things. Try and go to one who is not equipped. You can be under a pastor who just... Alright? He just presses and presses. And just presses and presses. You don't know which, which point is he pressing. He's just pressing. And by the time you go home, you actually have a, more problems than you came in. That's why it is important to appreciate those that God has set above you. Because God is a God of order. And the fact that they're not making any demand should not make you think and feel like the Bible does not demand anything from you. It does. Do you know? Yeah. Even if I work and I make millions and millions, it does not change what the Bible says you should do to me. When I do to you. It doesn't. Alright? It doesn't change it. Alright? So now, for the next two minutes, I want to repeat again. I, I taught on this message. Is there, I think, three years ago. Love like you were never hurt. Love like you were never hurt. Jesus is the same problem of people who were married to the law 
married to religion who are now in a new relationship with him but they are still going back to the other relationships in their minds they are still stuck they think prayer is work talking to him they think it's work they always try and do stuff to impress him and he's already impressed right it's exactly the same thing when you have got a church of people who were hurt abused by churches and men of god when you have those people it is very possible and easy for them to never turn into mighty men of valor because they think still that they are worthless it's only when they come to a place where they renew their minds and says we are not worthless right we have followed david to the cave of adlam men who were broke men who were in distress men and says they followed and adlam i mean david taught them until they became mighty men of valor there has to be a transformation you must listen to the t- teaching that i taught at um what's that cell the mobry cell on serving what was it by the way yeah i was talking about serving but there's something that i said yeah yeah the why behind what you do what is the why behind what you do what is the reason of doing what you do is it the love of god or the attention of people so next time esther receive from the source and when you receive from the source you will never be disappointed stand please Paul came and says we robbed no man right we sinned against no man can i can i can you just come over quickly you see preparation for us to reign in this life and for us to fulfill everything that God has given us will not only require you and God at least according to the Bible I don't know if you get some teaching elsewhere that is not the Bible well but according to the Bible he gave some to be apostles pastors teachers evangelists for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry it is not a very very good thing unless if it is out of the will of the pastor i want to repeat again it is not a very very good thing unless if it it is out of the will of the pastor to lay down what is rightfully his in order for him not to stop to hinder the ministry of the word of god it does not reflect on who he is but it reflects on the quality of the congregation he leads and their revelation and their understanding sometimes what we celebrate we celebrate our own failures and we think we're doing well 
Whenever a pastor comes to a place where he says, because I did not want to hinder the spread of the gospel, so whatever was rightfully mine, I laid it down so that the word of God can continue. It's not a statement of victory. Paul was simply saying, what else can I do? If in your mind you think I'm after what you possess physically, I'll go and look for it so that I can keep on passing what is spiritual. Lest you misunderstand me and you think I'm giving you the spiritual because I want the physical. We're, gonna, we're not going to celebrate failure. We're not going to celebrate the fact that Paul was a turned maker without looking at the reason why he became one. I'll be a very bad pastor if I don't tell you what I'm telling you. I have to tell you, you have to know. That next time when you enjoy the physical, know that the physical always comes from the spiritual. It's, 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 next time when you enjoy and know that when it comes to the spiritual, there are other people that God has put in place to give you what is spiritual. So Paul then came and says, while sometimes we look like we are poor, yet making others very rich. What we teach Sunday in and Sunday out, what your pastors teach you Sunday in, Sunday out, it not, it's not messages that they just sit and Google and check on the internet and says, what am I going to tell them, by the way? No. 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 It takes hours of preparation and meditation. It takes hours of inquiring the heart of God. Because their desire is to have you grow. Paul says, yes, I, I say this. These things that I'm saying will make some of you sorrowful. That is my intention. Paul says that. And he says, but I'm glad that your sorrow has turned out to be your repentance. You were sorrowful to repentance. I'm not here to excite you. I'm not here to tell you, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Man, you're going to make it. You're already making it because you've got Jesus. But if you're making it is not our making it then you're making it is useless to the kingdom. I repeat again with a smile this time because I've never demanded anything from any of you. Neither have I called any of you asking for any help although it is my right because I give you what is spiritual. I've got every right to make a demand because the Bible says do not muzzle the ox to help you even if your parent does not write a letter and says I am in need it is the maturity of the child to know not that the parent sent you to school in order for you no the parent sent you to school because you were given to their care as a steward but the fact that they have does not mean you should not do anything 
imagine your husband tells you, ah, you, you go to work, you've got your own money. So there's no need for me to buy you flowers, no need for me to buy you chocolate. You sort it. Fix yourself. Do you feel loved? You don't. Even if you have that money yourself. Open your mouth. Find a few words to say to Jesus. someone who is saying to, to me now 